Welcome to the Free From Binge Eating Podcast with me, Breed, your host. Binge eating sucks, trust me, I know. I was stuck in that spiral of binging, restricting, dieting, yo-yoing weight loss, feeling guilty and ashamed and hating my body for 10 years. Now that I'm out, I'm turning my pain into purpose by helping you stop binging, start loving your body, self, and life again. It's time to live free from binge eating. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey girls. So I have got an episode for you today that is actually a response basically to a DM that I had a few weeks ago. And the woman said that she'd been feeling really good about herself lately. She actually did the 30-day reboot. She loved it. She finished it. She was implementing all the learnings. And then she got back to the office from lockdown and a colleague made a mean comment about her weight. And she just, it just completely threw her off. It hit her so hard. She didn't know how to handle it. And so she DM'd me and we went back and forth. I gave her some advice. I actually created a bit of an Insta story about it as well, because I thought it's probably something a few people are feeling now. They're getting those comments coming out of lockdown or they're um, fearing those comments as they head back to the office. And so I thought, actually, this is a pretty chunky piece. So I'm going to create a podcast episode about it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, Even if you don't get those mean comments or you don't fear that it's oncoming, just know that everything I say in this episode can even be applied to yourself. So like the mean comments that you tell yourself, you can apply the exact same thing. So let's hop in. Right, so let's start out. Mean comments. They can come from your family. Maybe they're super uh, appearance-focused and they, you know, they always make those comments when you meet up after a while. Oh, looks like you gained a bit of weight. Oh, you should be careful, you know. A moment on the lips, a lifetime on the hips. I definitely heard that one before from an ex-boyfriend's mom. Um, but yeah, it, it can just be like very normal in your family or maybe in your culture or your friend group. I know I have a one-to-one client from Singapore and she says her friend group are so focused on how they look that every time they meet up, it's just an onslaught of exchanges of these kinds of comments, noticing, oh, why do you have so many pimples right now? Or, oh, yeah, it looks like you really gained weight over lockdown. So as you can imagine for her, that is exhausting. It's draining. It doesn't make her feel good. And she doesn't know how to process it as well and how to deal with those comments because let's face it even if you don't come from a family who make these kind of comments very easily or maybe your friend group don't make these comments at some point in your life I'm sure you've you've had some sort of a mean comment and you you know it really hit you like you absorbed it you ruminated on it you got angry you wish you had like said something back to them and So in this episode, I will go through seven things that are going to help you deal with these kind of mean comments. And also, before I jump in fully, I I want to point out like my own experience of these mean comments. So I grew up in Hong Kong for six years, from 10 years old to 16. And so I, I know that like the culture in East Asia oftentimes is very, very blunt about your appearance. And I 
I had quite a few friends from Korea when I lived in Moscow. And it was the same thing. I literally cannot forget to this day when I was standing at my locker in school. And one of my Korean friends, she came up to me. She's like, oh. And she pointed to, I think, her nose and like kind of like mirroring that I had a pimple on my nose. And she's like, oh, we have a really big pimple today. And I was so mortified. It was actually in front of a group of people. I was shocked. It was just like, obviously so unexpected, but also in like my culture that like that just would not be said. So I was just like, oh my God, I, I literally didn't know how to react. And um, yeah, just growing up in Hong Kong as well, it was, I think most often, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but like when you go to the spa, and you get a treatment done, like a really big one for me was I would be getting my eyebrows waxed or threaded and they would always say, oh, uh, do we also want the upper lip done? <laughs> and I was just like, the first few times mortified, I was like, oh my God, do I have a mustache that's so visible? But um, over time I just realized, okay, that's, I don't think that's really them trying to be mean. They're just, um, try to do business but I did have my fair share of more intentionally mean comments especially during my most difficult times of my binging so it was it must have been my last year of university when I was really really struggling like very much isolating myself from all of my friends I was staying up all through the night, sleeping through the day, binge eating in private, in secret, hiding it from my roommate, smuggling out in and out food and then wrappers. Um, yeah, it was a very difficult time. I was very depressed and just very lost. I, I just truly lost myself. And I remember one friend who I completely isolated myself from, like, I'm, I'm surprised she even invited me to this birthday party. Like, I'd hardly spoke to anyone in, like, a year. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to this because I haven't basically gone to any parties all year. Like, I've been so isolated. And I really put myself out there and I went to this party and I felt super uncomfortable in my body. It was actually not the heaviest I was, but at that point it was probably the heaviest I had been. And I struggled to find something to wear that looks nice. And um, I got there and this guy friend I'd had who, again, I'd isolated from, he he met me at the bar and he literally grabbed the fat on my belly and said, oh, wow, since when did we get so fat? And like, again, just mortified. I just could not believe someone would go out of the way to say such a thing and do such a thing like grab the fat on my belly it was truly shocking and that hit me so hard it was like a rock bottom moment the next day I had a flight in the morning to Switzerland um, to stay with my dad for a while and I just flew out there I dropped everything I well, further isolate myself, but just in another country. Um, but off the back of that, I ended up doing like a really extreme juicing diet for like two months to lose weight um, until the next time I got back to university for exams to just like almost like an F you to him. Um, but yeah, it was a very tough time. 
So, mean comments. We all get them. What do we do about it? First step is to let yourself be okay that you feel crappy about a mean comment. So often we're just like, oh, just brush it off, just stay positive, forget about it. But that's really not respecting your own reaction, your own feeling in your body to something. Like it's so human to have something like that, a mean comment affect you. And especially for women. So I usually say like, oh, we're, we're historically, you know, we're very tribal creatures. We are social. We want to be part of the herd. So a mean comment can signify, you know, you're not being accepted, you're being ostracized, and therefore you might be kicked out of the, the herd. And, you know, if back in the day, you're out in the middle of the world without anyone with you, keeping you safe, then it probably means death to you. So it may sound extreme, but in your brain, your the like response to someone being mean to you and making, making a mean comment and basically like, Threat, it's threatening your your very existence in your mind. It's a scary thing. It's a painful thing. We don't want it. We want to avoid it at all costs. So just let yourself know, okay, it's, it's human. Of course, I'm going to be um, hurt by a comment. You know, it, it feels um, scary. And then not only just humans, but females in gen- uh, in specifically, like the feminine energy versus the masculine energy. So if someone I don't know, writes like a mean comment on a guy's Instagram they just be like oh yeah whatever like just move on who cares like don't even know who they are um it doesn't matter and then I know for me if I get a mean comment on my Instagram it's just like whoa I'm just like I know I shouldn't care I don't know this person but I still do care and so the feminine energy we historically as well like biologically rely even more on being part of the herd because men what could they do back in the day I'm gonna dominate I'm gonna hunt I'm gonna kill I'm gonna be powerful I'm gonna do all this stuff and I'm gonna like sort it out but women we were very much we were very much part of that tribe you know this community of women keeping each other safe looking after each other's children as well so just recognizing this fact like feminine energy in particular but humans as well we really do rely on being part of the group and so it's okay that you're going to feel crappy about it you don't have to brush it off and stay positive and then feeding off from that let yourself feel that crappiness for a little bit like instead of just noting it and then moving on just let yourself feel it it's okay um this is actually something that I do a lot with one of my clients. It's like, let's feel the emotion, truly feel it in the body for whatever it is, 60 seconds, 30 seconds. Let it be there instead of trying to quickly go do something. So that's not to say we have to ruminate in it and really like sink into it and step into suffering where, you know, we start trying to make meaning of it and our thoughts get involved and it's this feedback loop of like you feel it and then you start thinking about it and you get angry and you feel it even more not like that but just in your body physically okay I'm feeling crappy let me take a breath let's take one inhale and exhale 
So where in my body am I feeling this crappiness? Is it like the tightness in my chest? Is it in my stomach? And just describe to yourself how it feels and just really feel it for a little bit. We so rarely just feel it. And maybe even asking yourself in that moment, okay, so I I felt it. What do I need right now? What does this emotion need? And maybe for you, that could look like, you know, envisioning that higher self version of you, the best version of you. What would she say to you right now? Maybe it's a little bit of a pep talk. Or maybe the feeling that you felt is anger. You're angry. So what do you need? Maybe it's to express something. Maybe it's to let the person know that you don't appreciate comments like that and you'd you'd appreciate if they don't make comments like that in the future. So really listening to that emotion, the thing that comes up in your body, understanding what does it need and how can you love it more. So then step three is to release. So as I said, we don't want to step into suffering where we're like really absorbing this deeply and latching onto it and ruminating on it and getting stuck. We don't want it to fester. We just want to feel it in the body. We want to understand what's the lesson here and move on. So yes, it's going to ping your system. It's going to hurt, but we don't want to step into it too far. And that can literally look like even shifting your energy a bit. Maybe it's shaking it out a bit, just shaking your hands shaking your shoulders and using breath, using movement, using sound to release and to move on with your day. It sounds so silly and I do this with one-to-one clients as well, but like using a combination of breath, sound, movement, so simple, but it can really help realign, re-energize you. And yeah, it can feel silly, like breathing in, You know, just making these sounds to just let the energy be released, shake it, punch in the air, whatever you need, just release it. So then step four is just to always come back to this idea that we want to care more about what we think of ourselves versus what others think about you. So, you know, step one, knowing that it's human um, knowing that we, yeah, we, we do get affected by people's words. So in step four, it's not like we're going to say, oh, I'm just, you know, I shouldn't care what other people think about me. No, it's not that because that's pretty much biologically impossible. You're probably a, what is it? A sociopath, psychopath? I, I never know the difference. <laughs> You're probably one of those if you literally don't care what anyone thinks about you. But you, what you can do is ensure that you always care more about what you think about you. Your opinion is the most important. So I remember the the woman who DM'd me about the mean comment from the colleague, she prefaced by saying, you know, I've been implementing the 30-day reboot stuff. I have been feeling good. I have been doing the work. I thought I was doing really well. And then I got this comment. So I reminded her, look, you recognized how well you were doing. You felt good. You were doing the work. So come back to that. Focus again on like, you clearly were proud of yourself. So come back to that. Think, care more about what you think about you. Let's take a short break from all this juicy goodness. 
I'd love to share a little bit about my one-to-one -one coaching program. This program is the bomb. <laughs> it's a 12-week program where I guide and support you to healing. If you're just done with dieting, being obsessed with your weight, feeling guilty binge after binge, and you're just sick and tired of seeing your body in the mirror and just hating what you see, you're scared of your next binge, you hate cancelling on social events because you feel crappy about yourself, you're constantly planning the next detox, the next cleanse or diet to lose weight, you never want to wake up still feeling stuffed and bloated and ashamed after the night before, you hate hiding it from your family and friends, sneaking food packets in and out of your room, waiting till people leave the house to binge. You're so over being jealous of people who just seem to be able to eat normally and don't think about food all the time, planning their next meal and what they're gonna eat. You don't wanna feel out of control anymore. So in one sentence, if you wanna stop binging once and for all, my one-to-one -one program is made for you. We go through my proven four pillar framework to heal you to get you over binging, back to loving your body again, and so much more than that, to being your most authentic and best self again. Confident, relaxed, self-loving. Now, if you're looking for a quick fix, this is definitely not for you. If you're not ready to dive deep and do the real work, this is not for you. It's not surface level stuff, it's intense at times, but that is where transformation happens. We're not just changing at a behavioral level, we're going to the root of the cause. So we're finding long lasting, real change. Now I know sometimes taking a big leap like this is intimidating or overwhelming. I get that. I hardly shared my binge eating struggles with anyone, but I want you to know I have been through it. I've been there. I know how badly binging affects your life. I am on your team and I want to be your biggest cheerleader. So take that leap, be courageous, take the necessary and uncomfortable steps to become that version of you you cannot stop dreaming about. And once we get started with the program, you will realize that it's literally just like chatting with a friend who wants to help you and has been where you are. Okay, I'll leave it there. Let's get back into today's episode. Step five links to that again it's it's taking your power back so in that moment of letting that colleague affect her so much all the power was given to the colleague in one sentence you know your emotions your vulnerability your insecurities were all in the hands of that person and we just want to come back to taking our power back not letting someone else you know ruin our day completely we have the control in how we respond to situations. And then step six is quite a big part of this. And it is recognizing that when someone makes a comment like this, that, I mean, let's be honest, a colleague making a comment about your weight after you come back from quarantine, it seems fairly intentional. You know, I feel like they, they kind of knew what they were doing there. Um, just knowing that it has nothing to do with you. It might seem like, you know, it's everything to do with you, but it's not. It is literally nothing to do with you. It is all about them. They could have said this to anyone. And what we want to understand in the situation is hurt people hurt people. So people who are hurting inside hurt other people. 
if you are feeling good and you're feeling confident and you're feeling positive, there's no way that you would make such a comment to someone. So bring compassion into the equation. Understanding that, wow, that person must be hurting quite a bit to make a comment like that to me. So how can I pour a bit of compassion and understanding into the situation? And even a bit of forgiveness, just knowing the why, understanding why would they do something like that? Well, they must be really hurting about something. Maybe I don't know the exact details, but inside they are struggling and therefore they are projecting, they are mirroring that same negative low energy onto other people, trying to bring them down as well to that level. So just pouring compassion into it, knowing that they are struggling themselves too. And then step seven, my last step, is about boundaries, setting those healthy boundaries. So it's letting people know if this is, you know, a common occurrence, then definitely this is something helpful to implement. Letting your friend group know, look, I honestly, you guys can do those comments to each other. But for me, these comments centered about appearance and, you know, weight focused um, comments or diet focused comments. They are harmful for me. They really don't make me feel great. So I'd rather if you guys didn't make those comments towards me. And, you know, all you can do is say that, let them know what it is that you'd, you know, what you'd rather they not do and and the why, you know, how does it make you feel? And hopefully they abide by that. But know that, you know, not everyone is going to abide by it because maybe they won't understand fully the, the hurt that it causes you. Or maybe it's just so habitual for them that it's difficult to move away from that. So don't have expectations of whether someone's going to like respect the boundary or not. Just know that you have put it out there. And if they don't respect it long term, you can also add, you know, look, if if it does continue as well long term or, it, you know, further down the line, if they do continue, look, you know, I set this boundary already and it's still happening. So I just want to let you guys know that if it does, I maybe I'm just going to, you know, join the social gatherings after the greetings have been done when all those comments are done. Or maybe I'll physically remove myself from the conversation or just let you guys know, hey, let's, let's move the conversation along. It might seem scary to set these boundaries because it's kind of confrontational feeling. And I get that. It's, it comes back to wanting to be accepted. My one-to-one client who had her friend group, um, they made comments like this all the time. She said the same. She was like, yeah, it's actually, it's scary because I want them to accept me and maybe me setting this boundary, they won't want to hang out with me or they won't understand my values, this and that. And we basically came to the conclusion that you want to spend your time with people who are able to respect such boundaries and whose values are in line with you. Like she, she mentioned, I see so many more things in life more important than how I look and my weight and what, what food I'm eating. I'd rather talk about a million other things. I don't want to talk about those things. So maybe it's a case of making a much bigger stand for yourself and 
spending time with new people, people who line up with the kind of conversations you want to have, the kind of energy you want in your life. And yeah, that is another big step for sure. But think bigger picture. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your your relationships to feel like? Anyway, getting a little bit off track here, but those are the seven ideas, suggestions I have around dealing with mean comments from people. So a bit of a recap. One, it's okay to feel crappy about it. Don't need to brush it off. It is human to want to feel liked by people. Two, let yourself feel that crappiness for a bit. Not stepping into suffering and like ruminating on it, but just physically in your body. Allow it to be there for one to two minutes. And then asking yourself, what do I need in this situation right now? How can I love myself most? Three, release it. Know that it's going to hurt you, but you don't have to absorb it so deeply. You don't have to let it ruin your day. And that could be as simple as using breath, movement, sound in combination to shake it out, shake off that stale, disempowering energy. Four, care more about what you think about you above all else. Five, take your power back. They took your power maybe in that moment of making the mean comment, but you take it back now. Six, know that it has absolutely nothing to do with you. It is 100% about them and what they are dealing with in that moment, how they are hurting. So pour compassion into it. And seven, set those healthy boundaries. Let people know that you don't want to talk about weight and diet and let them know how it makes you feel. Like, why don't you want to talk about it? So those are the seven suggestions. I hope they help you. I hope that you can implement them if you need to. I hope you don't have to implement them. But as I said at the very start, these can all be applied to yourself as well in the times of making mean comments towards yourself. Like think about that that part of hurt people hurt people. If you're making mean comments to yourself, just recognizing like, oh, I must be hurting inside to be mean to myself like this? How can I pour compassion into this? So I will wrap it up there. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And just one tiny, tiny thing. I am kicking off a group coaching program. (laughs) My first one, 17th of August. It is going to be absolutely amazing. I can't wait because it's going to add this fun element to what Sometimes it seems like a pretty serious topic of like healing from disordered eating and you know all all that comes with that. So we're gonna make it fun, we're gonna make it light, but but we are still gonna do the work because it is work to heal all that's underneath. So 17th of August, it'll be capped at 10 women. It's gonna be a really lovely group, one hour group coaching each week, Monday, 7 p.m. London time. And if you can't make that time, don't you worry. I am going to record every single group sesh and you can watch the replay. And then there will be a one-to-one session with me each week, a one-hour one. That's optional, extra cost. It's totally up to you. And then each week as well, I will release content. So learnings for that week, a mini module, you could say. And it'll be written. There might be a video in it. There will probably be an audio meditation as well. 
So you'll have stuff to go through in your own time. We'll go through it in the group session, Q&A. You can share your experience that week. We will really solidify the learnings. And then in the one-to-one session, we can go even deeper and just completely like cement it in and apply it to your specific story, your specific experience. And we will have a mini Facebook group for the group of us. So there'll be a journey that we'll all get to follow together. It's going to be beautiful. So if you are interested in this, shoot me over a DM on Instagram at freewithbreed. Or how else can you reach me? You can email me, (laughs) freewithbreed at gmail.com. So have a think. Start 17th of August. Reserve your spot. It'll be a 10% deposit, non-refundable. And that is about it. I'm going to wrap it up there and let you guys head off and enjoy a beautiful rest of your day. See ya. And that is the scoop for today. If this app inspired you, taught you something new, or has helped give you direction in your recovery journey, it would mean the world to me if you did me a massive favor. It'll only take two minutes, I promise. Review this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Once you've posted it, take a screenshot and DM that photo to me. I'll enter you into a monthly raffle. Yep, that's right. I ain't gonna leave you hanging. So each month I'll randomly select one lucky winner and you'll receive a free one-to-one coaching sesh with me. It'll be super fun and valuable. And if you'd really love to give back more to me, it'd help me build this podcast so much more and reach so many more women. If you shared it with someone else who you think will love it, maybe it's a sister, a friend, a bestie, or your mom. I love you all so much. Thanks for listening and have a beautiful day.